Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. And if you listened last week, we celebrated the fifth anniversary of Senior Care Live. You, the listeners, have made this program the most listened to AM talk radio show on the weekends. And I am just, I'm so proud of that. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, it's upward and onward. So today you're listening to the very first episode of this sixth year of Senior Care Life. How about that? Uh, again, right here on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. And uh, as you may or may not know, if you're new to the show, let me just share it with you. The mission of Senior Care Live is to provide information, education, and resources. And it's for two, two separate but very related audience, for seniors and their caregivers. So we discuss very important subjects such as how to remain independent in your own home, when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. And then if you do need a senior care community, how do you find the right one for your needs? And then what I'm going to focus on for the entire program today, how to pay for the high cost of senior care. We're really going to drill down on that today. We also review legal issues involving elder law and estate planning, and we spent the entire program last week uh, with special guest Bill Hammond. Is he awesome or what? That was a fantastic show. Had a lot of good, good, solid and positive feedback on that. We also discuss how to care for the caregiver. Very, very important. So, Maybe listening to us on the radio right now, maybe streaming the program online or listening to a podcast after the fact. And again, uh, any way about it, I appreciate you tuning in uh, today and listening to this program. Thank you so, so very much. If you need help with placement services from my firm, Senior Care Consulting, or if you want to learn more about the services provided by one of our very knowledgeable guests, you can always reach out on our toll-free number. And it's we, out, we answer this phone with real people 24 hours a day. It's 1-800-331-6445. one 331 6445 and also, don't forget, be sure to visit us online, Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. It's a really good website. Be sure to uh, connect with us socially, Facebook and Twitter, and uh, you'll find all of the previously aired episodes on podcast there and some other information. So uh, feel free to visit us online. All right, so let's move ahead. There's a lot of ground to cover just in this short period of time we have together today. How to pay for the high cost of senior care. We have some major categories here. So this is how you do it. You either pay privately. Uh, you can depend on Medicare. You can depend on your long-term care insurance. 
You can qualify for the VA aid and attendance benefits, or you could also uh, qualify for the Medicaid program. So I'm going to touch on each one of these categories throughout the entire program, uh, and I think you're going to learn a lot today. So uh, first of all, private pay. It, it It is what it sounds like. You are paying privately for your care with your own resources. You're writing a check every single month, and uh, or, or you may have like an auto pay. You may pay with a credit card and then pay your credit card off, but you are paying from your own resources. So if you hear, oh, we're a private pay service or we're a private pay community, that means they do not work with with uh, with with the Medicaid program. Uh, that's basically what they're saying, and you have to pay for it privately from your own resources. Really straightforward there. So. Let me say this, all services accept private pay. <laughs> they, they will all accept your check or your money. Uh, many of those services may also uh, be covered by Medicare, long-term care insurance, VA aid and attendance benefit, or Medicaid. But all of them, every single one of them, will accept private pay, your own resources. All right, I'm not going to go really far in depth. On this one, but I'm going to touch on Medicare because it's very, very misunderstood. Well, Steve, we're gonna we're gonna reach out to a home care provider. We're gonna have them come out and stay with my with my mom or my dad, my spouse, my loved one, 24 hours a day because they want to stay at home and and uh, and live independently and and remain independent in their own home. We talk about that a lot, all the different ways you can do that. We talk about that on the program very, very frequently. And, Steve, I'm just going to call Medicare and have Medicare pay for it. Okay, well, if I had the screeching tires uh, sound effect, I would go, er, er, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop, stop the car. Uh, you need to back up. Medicare does not pay for that. What? Well, I thought Medicare covered everything. No, they don't. Medicare, uh, it, it's a wonderful program. It has some great coverage, but very, very specifically for certain services. And it's always for a very specific, relatively short period of time. And, and that's it. And then you have to transition. I'll give you a couple of examples. Medicare, if ordered by a physician, Medicare will pay for home health care. What that is, it's a certified, Medicare certified home health agency that would come to your home. A nurse could come and visit you one to three times a week. If wound care is involved, maybe daily for a while. Physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy can come to your home and visit you typically one, two, maybe three times a week. There's what's called a 60-day certification period in there. So they can come and see you for uh, up to 60 days. If you need longer than that, then that Medicare certified home health agency has to recertify for another 60-day period. But generally speaking, Medicare says we will provide services, pay for the services up and until that person either returns uh, to their normal capabilities or they're, they're very stable or maybe they have improved and then they plateaued and that's is, uh, that's the new normal, which is less than their previous capabilities. But you've improved, uh, and then, and then 
Medicare stops paying for that. Medicare, but it's not hourly assistance. It's not 24-hour care. They do not pay for that very, very clearly. If you thought they did uh, and you were counting on that, then you need to take a look at that and look at some other funding options because Medicare will not pay for 24-hour care or hourly care in your home. Uh, Medicare also pays for skilled nursing and rehab at a long-term care community, otherwise known as a nursing home. If you're in the hospital, you are an inpatient, not under observation, but inpatient for three midnights. That's the key. Three midnights and boom, you're golden. Medicare automatically covers your stay in a skilled nursing facility. And there you will get uh, skilled nursing, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy covered by Medicare. And again, you're covered up and until the point that you are restored to your original capability or you continue to improve. They will continue to pay once you plateau. And this is very, very, very common, actually. Once you plateau, meaning I'm improving, I'm improving, and then I kind of plateau. I stop improving, and that's my new normal, and that's less than my original capabilities. Once you plateaued, or once you are just no longer interested in participating, that's another trigger, then Medicare requires the skilled nursing facility to then stop billing Medicare for those services. And at that point, then you would have to switch to private pay, long-term care insurance, Medicaid, et cetera. You'd have to switch to another payor source. That's exactly how that works. Now, Medicare will pay for your stay at a long-term care community, your skilled nursing and rehab post-hospitalization. They'll pay 100% for up to 20 days. Days 21 through a maximum of 100 days would have a copay. Now, if you have a Medicare supplement policy, like we've talked about many times on the program, most of these supplement policies will pay that copay. If not, that's going to be out of pocket. And, uh, but, but so uh, another kind of misnomer out there or misunderstanding, oh, Medicare is going to provide mom a hundred days and then we'll worry about what happens after the hundred days. Do not count on that. The vast majority of skilled nursing and rehab patients don't get anywhere near 100. What I've seen very frequently, very commonly in our area, uh, would be about three to four weeks of rehab therapy, and then you move on to that next step, whatever that step might be. Whether you stay there, you have to move to another uh, another level of care, whether you're able to go home, uh, it, it, you're looking at three to four weeks. Now, with uh, speech, uh, or excuse me, with uh, with a stroke, and, and you're going to have you know speech therapy and and some other things uh, uh, involved there. You're probably going to have a longer stay than if you have more of a standard type of a fractured hip and that sort of thing. So hopefully uh, that'll help out with Medicare. Medicare does not pay for your long term stay in a nursing facility, period, but it will pay for what I just discussed. So in the next segment, we're going to jump in to long-term care insurance, and then we're going to talk about the VA aid and attendance, and, of course, Medicaid later on in the program. But first, let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. 
the VA aid and attendance benefit that helps veterans pay for the high cost of senior care extends to the veteran's spouse, even if they have divorced. Is this statement true or false? The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number literally at any time. This number is open 24 hours a day. It's answered by real people 24 hours a day. So here it is. Write it down. 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super easy to do. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and uh, then it'll start flowing to your 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 phone, your tablet, your your laptop, uh, desktop, whatever you have, and it really is that simple. So uh, feel free to take advantage of that. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. The VA aid and attendance benefit that helps veterans pay for the high cost of senior care extends to the veteran's spouse, even if they have divorced. Is this statement true or false? And the answer is false. It is false. Now that, and I'll I'll get into the VA aid and attendance benefit just a little bit later in some detail. And so there is a benefit for the surviving spouse. And what that means is that you have spouses married. One is a veteran. The veteran passes away. The spouse survives. The benefit extends to the spouse. However, if there was a divorce, that benefit is severed with the divorce. It does not flow to the spouse in the case of a divorce. All right, so hopefully that helps out. Let's jump back into how to pay for the high cost of senior care. We talked about private pay a little bit, talked about Medicare. Let's move on to long-term care insurance. So long-term care insurance, when it first came out, uh, it was called nursing home insurance. And, boy, that sounds exciting, right? Hey, honey, let's sign up for nursing home insurance. And it, it kind of came out with the big flop. It was very restrictive. Uh, frankly, it was pretty expensive because not a lot of people owned it because it was a new kind of a product and in, in the insurance world. Uh, but today, it's a completely – so I, I think they have a, a, a bad rep, frankly. Today, it's it's completely – Different long-term care insurance policies have improved immensely, and they're they're very flexible. You can gear that policy for your needs. There's inflation protection available. It pays for home care, so in-home care, adult daycare, assisted living, and of course the nursing home uh, care. So let's jump in. 
This is long-term care insurance policy recommendations by Steve. Now, obviously, your insurance agent or broker may have different ideas on this. This is just my opinion. I think you should have an elimination period, which is your deductible. That's how many days of the service you pay for until the long-term care insurance policy kicks in and starts paying. The elimination period, 90 days, but less if possible. So it's like the deductible on your car or your your homeowner's insurance uh, if you have a small deductible, your premiums will be higher. If you have a really large deductible, your premiums are lower. So that's like kind of like a lever, if you will, that you can push and pull to adjust your premiums uh, and your and your risk. So uh, ninety days less, if possible. Your daily benefits. I think you absolutely have to have at least two hundred dollars a day. Uh, that's going to pay for the highest level of care. Uh, and and just pay for it. Uh, I would recommend more if possible. But if it's going to pay a higher benefit again, then that's going to make your premiums higher. If it pays a lower benefit, then your premiums will be a little lower. That's another one of those levers, if you will. And then you have to have, this is just the national numbers, national statistics. You have to have a five-year term. Uh, okay, so... If you should need assisted living, uh, then the average length of stay is, and it depends on what what study you look at. The study that I like says 2.4 years with 59% of assisted living residents needing to increase to the next higher level of care, which is long-term care slash nursing home, where the average length of stay is 2.4 years. It's within days of each other. So there's your just under five years. So get your five-year term longer if possible. But again, if it's longer, then you have a higher cap. The premiums could be a little more. And then this one is just not negotiable, in my opinion. You absolutely must, must, must have the inflation rider that adjusts your coverage or your daily benefit by 5% per year. You just you have to have it. Uh, I worked with Senior Care Consulting. I worked with a couple. They were very excited. Hey, we have long-term care insurance. We are set. I said, fantastic. So we got together and I got to looking at that policy and uh, it paid $100 a day, which sounds like a lot. It is a lot. They bought it about 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it would pay the full amount for nursing home care. And her husband needed nursing home level of care. But fast forward to today, nursing home care costs about $200 a day. So if you convert those numbers to monthly, it'll pay $3,000 a month. But the cost of the nursing home is about $6,000 a month. So they're $3,000 a month short. So then we talked about their assets, and they did not have the assets to pay that other $3,000 per month. So guess what they had to do? They had to immediately qualify for Medicaid, and essentially they paid premiums every month for 20 years for a policy that was of no benefit to them because at the time it was a, it was a great daily benefit. But 20 years later, it didn't keep up with inflation, and now it was virtually worthless. Okay, so now now if you have the funds, 
If you have the assets or the resources to fund that other 3000 you may have a combination of long-term care insurance and your own resources. And if that's your plan, that's fantastic. If that's not your plan, get get the inflation rider. Trust me, you'll be very happy. And I have so many people say, well... Steve, I, what, I don't, I don't know if I want to spend you know, a couple hundred dollars a month or whatever it is for long-term care insurance. Cause what if I don't use it? Well, if you don't use it, then congratulations. You just won the lottery, <laughs> right? Uh, 70% and some, some studies say 75% of us will require long-term care of some type in our lifetime. So it's like any other insurance. You, you're, you have coverage. Just in case. I have coverage on my car, just in case. On my home, just in case. So I pay a, I pay a, a deductible and it's going to replace a, you know, a $10,000 roof or whatever it is. It's going to replace my car, uh, w- with a small deductible. So that's what it's for. This will pay for your long-term care with a, with a pretty small deductible. And if you don't use it, then, uh, wow, you got really, really, really lucky. Now, if it really bothers you, newer policies, newer long-term care insurance policies can be wrapped with uh, life insurance and that sort of thing, uh, to, to where you will get a benefit no matter what. So, you, uh, just, just look into this. The last thing I've got about 15 seconds, your policy, I won't go into this in depth today. It must be a state partnership plan. Uh, trust me on this. If if you don't know, you need to ask your insurance agent, is my policy a state partnership plan? And if it's not, you need to switch it to a state partnership plan. I don't have any more time to go into that today, but trust me, you want that. All right, so hang on. We've got a whole lot more to cover right after the break. Don't change that dot. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with others. Heck, maybe you want to go back and just listen to it again because there was so much great information. You want to take some notes, uh, et cetera. No worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the podcast tab, and there's, uh, there's where you will find all of the previously aired episodes. Just click on the little play button, and it'll start. Uh, it'll fire up and start start playing right there on your computer, your laptop, tablet, whatever you have. And uh, lots and lots of people listen to the podcast after the fact and share it with friends and download it and everything else. So feel free to do that. All right. So I changed my mind. I am going to go back. It's too important to skip over. <laughs> On We're talking today about how to pay for the high cost of senior care. I kind of broke down my policy recommendations for long-term care insurance. I talked about that. I recommend the policy must be a state partnership plan. I'm going to cover this very quickly. Really, really important. And I'm going to get into Medicaid here in a little bit. Medicaid, you have to spend your liquid assets down to 
3000 in Missouri, $2,000 in Kansas, and you're in. So it's an asset test. You're literally almost completely broke, and then Medicaid will help pay for your stay in a long-term care community. Okay, so what if you could protect more than $3,000 or $2,000 of your liquid assets? Would you be interested in doing that? And I think most people would nod their head, yep, I would be. Well, guess what? If your long-term care insurance policy is a state partnership plan, here's how it goes. You have declined. You need to move to a nursing home. You move into the nursing home. Your long-term care insurance policy now starts paying out on a daily basis. And over a period of time, I'm just going to make up a number, it's going to pay out $100,000. It could pay out more than that or less than that. This is just an example. So you've lived in a nursing home. Your long-term care insurance pays out $100,000 over a period of time for your care. And then it stops paying because it's hit its limits. And now you have to spend your your assets down to 3000 in Missouri, 2000 in Kansas, and qualify for Medicaid. Well, the state says if your long-term care insurance policy is a state partnership plan, you've just saved us a lot of money. So we're going to match you dollar for dollar, meaning if your long-term care insurance policy, which is a state partnership plan, paid out $100,000, then your new spend down is $100,000, not $3,000 in Missouri or $2,000 in Kansas. So you personally get to hold on to your liquid assets up to the amount of Money that the long-term care insurance policy paid out. That is a big, huge deal. So that's why I am absolutely insistent long-term care insurance policy must be a state partnership plan. You need to ask your insurance agent about that. Make some changes if it's not. So here's the catch on long-term care insurance. You have to be able to afford it, of course. The older you are, the more expensive it is. The younger you are, the less expensive it is. And you also have to qualify. This isn't, uh, you know, Obamacare or whatever. Not, not everyone can qualify for this. You have to qualify for long-term care insurance with your reasonably good health. And you could have some health condition that could disqualify you from, uh, from being able to get one of these plans. Now, the best, uh, I think the sweet spot as far as the age is 55 years plus or minus five years. Dave Ramsey says uh, at age 60, you go out and buy your policy. Uh, but just just be aware that the older you get, the more statistically uh, you are uh, at a higher risk of being disqualified because of some sort of a health issue. So I'm going to wrap that up and move on very quickly here to the VA aid and attendance benefit. It helps veterans and their spouses uh, pay for the high cost of care. You have to uh, receive or require uh, assistance with at least two activities of daily living. There's a service requirement and then a financial criteria requirement. So on the service requirement, you had to have served at least 90 consecutive days active duty with at least one day during a period of war. And I'll uh, share the periods of war with you here very soon. Not dishonorably discharged. So honorable discharge, medical discharge is not dishonorably discharged, your income has to be less than the cost of care to receive the maximum benefit. I'll give you an example in a minute. 
liquid assets. That means checking savings, money market, mutual fund CDs. Uh, they're, they're not looking at your house and your car and the stuff in your house and, and, uh, your retirement income. They're, they're looking at your, your, just your liquid assets. About $80,000 or less. And there you go. Here is the maximum reimbursement for a single veteran. Uh, these are the 2018 numbers. Single veteran. Maximum of $1,830 a month. That's a big deal. I'll give you an example here shortly. A married veteran, maximum of $2,170 per month. Surviving spouse, a maximum of $1,178 per month. And if you have two married veterans, a maximum of $2,903 a month. That's just, this is, this is a huge, huge opportunity. And frankly, most veterans and their families that I've met, they, they're not aware of this, uh, of the VA aid and attendance program. It, frankly, it's, it's not, uh, it's not really advertised. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I advertise it. I talk about it. And I definitely, when I sit down and work with new clients with senior care consulting, I always ask, are you a veteran? When did you serve? And we, we have that discussion every single time. I just did it with three clients this last week. And, uh, uh, and we're, we're going to be able to get them a lot of money through the VA aid and attendance program. So here are the official dates for the periods of war. Now you'll notice that these dates, um, may not line up with the, uh, what's commonly known as, you know, the, the end of the war. It, they actually go beyond that. So, uh, most of my clients are, are served in World War II. Uh, in fact, I, I just worked with a, uh, an awesome couple this last week and, uh, the gentleman was 98 years old. He proudly served in World War II and, uh, it was just awesome to talk to, talk with him about this. And he's just uh, such a great guy. But, um, anyway, I'm getting off track. So, uh, World War II, December 7th, 1941, of course, all the way through December 31st, 1946. That is the qualifying date range to qualify for the purposes of qualifying for the VA aid and attendance benefit. Korean War, June 27th, 1950, all the way through January 31st, 1955. Now, the Vietnam War has a couple of dates. Everyone is covered. And, and, and by the way, you, you don't have to have served uh, overseas. You may never have fired a weapon. You may not have been in the theater of uh, of combat, etc. You could have served uh, stateside or you could have served in logistics or communication or medical, uh, etc. Okay, but if you served during anywhere in the world during these times, then you are covered. So the Vietnam War, everyone is covered August 5th, 1964 through May 7th, 1975. Now here's the one exception to that. If you had boots on the ground in Vietnam, then your date range starts February 28th, 1961. All the way through May 7th, 1975. If you did not serve boots on the ground, that's that one exception. If you served anywhere else, August 5th, 1964 is that first date of the Vietnam War. Okay. Uh, and then the Gulf War, technically August 7th, uh, excuse me, August 2nd. I'll never forget when I, they broke into the radio and I heard this announced. 
by President Bush. But uh, August second, nineteen ninety, through, and it's uh, it's still considered open the Gulf War. Uh, so uh, those are the uh, the dates. So let's talk about um, you know I was gonna I was gonna go through. An example, I'm getting ready to make a a lengthy presentation to a lot of uh, staff and employees at a major, major Kansas City corporation next this coming week, this upcoming week. Uh, but with with visuals and uh, and presentation screens, etc., this makes a whole lot more sense. But I have a I have an example here of a of a veteran with a two thousand dollar a month income uh, and how his money will run out in two point two five years. Uh, living in assisted living at 5000 per month, but with the VA aid and attendance benefit, the same amount of money lasts him 5.7 years in that assisted living facility. So it's a big, big, huge deal. So who can help you with uh, apply for this? Uh, I, I send all of my clients, or I recommend, that they contact the VFW. Now, we've had veteran service officers right here on this program, and we'll have them again this November uh, around Veterans Day to talk about this. Uh, but uh, And they're just awesome. But we are blessed to have the national headquarters of the VFW right downtown Kansas City. They're just they're right there for the whole nation right here in Kansas City. You can give them a call at 816-968-1142. That goes right directly to the person who would schedule uh, a visit for you, schedule an appointment. Go in, they can tell you exactly all the documentation that you need. They'll help you fill out uh, the uh, the application and they will not send it in until it's considered a clean application. Uh, 816-968-1142. That's the VFW. They're awesome. Of course, no charge. Uh, you don't even have to be a member of the VFW. You just have to be a veteran. All right, we're going to get into a whole lot of Medicaid-related information, so stay tuned and don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And uh, let me just put a um, just kind of a, a final thought on the VA aid and attendance benefit. You could you can call the VA. Uh, you can call other veteran service organizations. State Department on Veterans Affair. You could also contact an accredited elder law attorney. Here's what I do not recommend. Um, if, if they're, and this is just my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion, and I've seen some horror stories connected with this opinion. That's why it's my opinion. <laughs> and it's my show, JP, so I can, <laughs> anyway, um, I've heard way too many stories of a, uh, a, um, and I'm, I don't mean to generalize it. They're just, 
you always have a few of them out there, right? Some some financial services organization, maybe they might be selling insurance uh, products or maybe some investment products. And, oh, and we can help you with your VA aid and attendance benefit. I've heard and I've read about this, and some of these uh, companies are getting sued for this, actually, because it's uh, misleading. So elderly veteran will come in. Uh, they're very thankful. Thank you so much for helping me uh, apply for this benefit. And then they feel obligated to buy something from that firm when maybe they don't need anything at all. Uh, and then kind of some sales pressure is put on that. I don't, I don't think that's cool. I don't, I don't endorse that. I don't think you should do, you should run, not walk away from a situation like that. Just, just contact the VFW. You'll be glad you did and they'll, they'll be glad to help you. Uh, and then one thing I didn't cover earlier, because I always leave that to Josh Buffum with Community First National Bank, uh, you can also pay for the high cost of senior care with a reverse mortgage. And I'm going to let him talk about that next time around, exactly how that works, uh, using the equity of your own home to pay for home care, some home modifications, so that you can safely age in place. But I'm going to let, again, Josh Buffum with Community First National Bank, uh, he's a reverse mortgage specialist, and I'm going to let him expand on that uh, later on uh, this month. So I'm going to just kind of skip past that and uh, Delay that uh, for him because he is the expert in reverse mortgages. All right, so what is Medicaid? Uh, it's financial assistance for the purpose of this program. We're going to talk about uh, financial assistance to help someone pay for their long-term care slash nursing home uh, level of care. It's a federal program. However, it's administered at the state level. So every state is going to have some uh, some differences. Now, Kansas and Missouri are pretty similar, but there are some huge differences that may make a huge, huge uh, difference and maybe a huge advantage for a family to choose a nursing home in one state or the other, just depending on their specific situation. Do not confuse Medicaid with Medicare. Medicare is your health insurance. Just think of it as your health insurance. Medicaid will help pay for your long-term stay in a nursing home. If you just, uh, if you, uh, think of it that way, then you're, then you're covered. Uh, there are, and this is just, again, this is just a big asset test. So how does it work? Let's talk about a single person. Uh, pretty straightforward. You divide your assets into two categories. So in the exempt category, your house is exempt. Your car is exempt. A prepaid funeral plan is exempt. A small amount of life insurance is exempt. And then the stuff in your house. Those things are exempt. Your countable assets, almost everything else. Think liquid assets. Checking, savings, money market, mutual fund CDs. In Kansas, the... Okay, so here we go. I'm going to try not to get too complicated here. Okay, but in Kansas, the community spouse, the spouse who's still living independently at home... Their retirement funds are exempt. In Missouri, they are not. That's a huge difference for uh, in one state to another. It may make a, a huge impact, positively or negatively, depending. Uh, and and this is where I always recommend. You know, I had Bill Hammond on the program last last week. Contact a a qualified, quality, highly rated elder law attorney. To help out with this stuff. I'm, I'm not kidding. It gets complicated really, really quickly and you want to do this right. So you have exempt assets and then countable assets. The countable assets then have to be, if you hear the term spend down, spend 
down, that means that, uh, say, for example, if, if a single person has, say, $50,000 in countable assets, checking, savings, money market, mutual funds, CDs, etc., you would spend down the $50,000 down to 3000 in Missouri, 2000 in Kansas. Boom, you're qualified. It's, it's that straightforward. A married couple qualifies for what's called the division of assets. And this is where, if you thought if the single person is complex, uh, just take that on, it's, it's, it's on steroids with the married couple. Because now you have to divide the assets. And by the way, it has to be done properly. There are lots of rules and restrictions. You put half on his side, half on her side. Let's say he has to go to the nursing home. She's the independent person still, the community spouse living at home independently. Well, his side, again, you have to spend down to 3000 in Missouri, 2000 in Kansas, and he's qualified. Well, what can you spend that money on? Well, you can pay for the nursing home care, five to $6,000 a month or more. You can pay off debt. You can fix up the home. You can buy a prepaid funeral plan, which is, by the way, is really good business. Uh, you can even uh, upgrade your car and buy a new car so that your wife can be driving a more dependable means of transportation, <laughs> a more dependable vehicle to come and see you all the time. Uh, perfectly allowable. Uh, if you have some credit card debt, pay it off from his spend down. If your home needs some repair, uh, repair that, and that expense can come off of his side of that spend down. Okay, if you can imagine, there's a column A and a column B. Right? So let's talk about that uh, just for another second, if he spends down to almost broke <laughs> and you don't have a prepaid funeral plan and then he passes away, guess who has to pay for the final expenses? The at-home community spouse. She just lost half of her assets. It's a very good business move to take once you do the division of asset, then, then division of assets, then take that part of that spend down and convert it to a prepaid funeral plan. Just think about it. You're taking a countable, a countable asset that has to be spent and turning it into an exempt asset. It's just a good, good business move. Uh, can you make a gift? Well, you can, but you have to be very careful. Uh, a gift could result, if it's not done properly, it could result in a Medicaid penalty. And by the way, there used to be a three-year look back. Now there's a five-year look back uh, for gifts. And if there are any gifts, then that gift has to be uh, cured, if you will. Uh, and the penalty starts when you qualify for Medicaid, not when the gift was made. Okay, so it's super, super, super important. Uh, last week we also talked about how important it was to have your power of attorney documents in place, power of attorney for finance, power of attorney for health care. It's also important to at least have a will and uh, maybe, uh, depending on your situation, having a trust so that your assets will flow properly uh, to those you intend uh, to have them. So. Uh, hopefully you've learned a lot. That was kind of a fire hose. Sorry about that. I just really wanted to cover today how to pay for the high cost of senior care. I touched on a lot of things there. And every time I work with uh, one of our clients with Senior Care Consulting, we review all of this as just part of our service. So I'm just really, really proud uh, and, and happy to do that for our clients. So, okay, I can't believe the hour's already over. We have that one in the books. That's the first episode of the sixth year of Senior Care Live. JP, I love the sound of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.